Good morning and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Uh, Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He has four offices in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, the newest one in Cape Coral. Good morning, Dr. Flaherty. Good morning, Gina. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve for us today. Well, we're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about surgical rejuvenation. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's your forte. It's one of the things you love. Yeah, it is indeed. And, uh, you know, I know we bounce around a lot on this show because there's a lot of new technology yeah. and so many cool things we're doing in the office and the medical spa. And so there's always uh, some new technologies to talk about. But surgery is kind of my first passion, mm-hmm. and that's what we I spend three days a week doing in the operating right. room. So, you know, I want to talk about uh, the uh, five things that we find to be, well, indispensable in terms of rejuvenation. Okay. The overall trend in surgical rejuvenation in my practice has gone to, you know, a more comprehensive rejuvenation of the face in a single setting. You know, that being said, obviously there are people who come in who just need eyelids or might just need a brow lift or might just need a face or neck lift and may not need everything. But nowadays with the modern techniques and new technologies, we can actually do um, everything that needs to be done at once. That might include... That's crazy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we didn't do that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago. But today with modern anesthesia and uh, all the advances in technology and understanding anatomy and techniques... You know, we can do an endoscopic brow, upper and lower lid blepharoplasty, face and neck, fat augmentation, laser resurfacing, all of that in a single patient and do it in under, you know, four hours under local anesthesia. So, you know, the uh, state of the art gets better every year. You know, our mm. capabilities get better every year. And right. uh, these more comprehensive approaches, you know, allow patients to have one surgery, one recovery period and have, you know, comprehensive results uh, instead of a piecemeal approach. Right. And I, I, there's so many things that you know, we, we were talking about getting into this morning, but, but since you kind of mentioned how things had changed since you first got in the field in regards to surgery and, and how surgery is your passion, what is it about surgery that kind of drew you in early in your career? Is it the- <laughs> yeah, I remember as a third-year medical student, and interestingly enough, my daughter is a third-year medical student at University of Michigan where I trained. Uh, wow, so it's Apple so, doesn't far oh. fall far fall. Far, fall far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was uh, on the student council, and uh, she had. Is she wa- there too? She oh. she she walked down the hall and saw like my class picture and said, oh, "I didn't know you were a class Aww. advocate, Dad. I saw your nice. picture." And so it was. It's really. It's been so much fun in so many ways. You know, the medical training has improved significantly from when we were there, at least in terms of just uh, being more student-focused and uh, sort of a healthier approach. Uh, and Kristen, um, your wife, did she go there as she well? She got her farm deed from there, too. Yeah, so we're, you know, both Michigan graduates, and mm-hmm. uh, we've always wanted our kids to go there, and they all went uh, elsewhere for undergrad, you know, mainly East Coast institutions, but um, Katie uh, chose to go there to medical school, which we we're thrilled about because they have a great medical school and mm. it just brings it full circle. Yeah. Um, our youngest daughter, Kendall, is probably going to go to med school too. She's got one more year at Georgetown. So I'm secretly hoping she ends up in Ann Arbor too, but we'll see. Yeah. She's going to do a little <laughs> research for a year or two. Of course. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, take her time. But um, anyway, um, but it was during that third year, it was very decisive. You know, um, the medical. Internal medicine um, was uh, a lot of uh, academic discussion about labs and symptoms and what could this be and what could that be and generating these long differential diagnoses. And we spent a lot of times in the room, in, you know, you'd see the patients and then you'd spend time discussing the various cases and 
it was very very academic but it was um you know, you're sitting in a you know sitting in a conference room discussing things. You know, right. where surgery, we like we'd see the patients. The days were longer in surgery because we had to round early in the morning before surgery. But then you were in the OR actually fixing things, and yeah, that's just very much up my alley. You yeah, know? like you know, just dive in, get the job done. You know, make solve the problem, and then mm-hmm. move on to the next thing. So I just enjoyed that, and it was really clear right away for me, as it is for my daughter, who she loves surgery too. Oh so, yeah, is yeah. she going to go into cosmetic? Do you know? I don't or? know. She's she's narrowing her list. She likes plastic surgery, and mm-hmm. she likes some other subspecialties. She does like ophthalmology as well, just because mm-hmm. that's a. Uh, was the original field I started in, and I think she's taken a good look at that. So, uh, so uh, one of the surgical subspecialties, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just um, I'm kinetic. And so mm-hmm. it's, for me, I'm much happier when I'm in the operating room doing things, working with my hands and mm-hmm. fixing things uh, versus, um, I mean, we have a lot of fun in our clinic, and I enjoy clinic, but if it was like, all day, every day, um, that would uh, probably... The surgical side, did you do... I mean, I know you went right into the eyes, but like doing your rounds, did you do other things? Did oh, you, yeah, like, yeah. cut out someone's intestines or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in med school, we did vascular, so we did a lot of wow. aneurysms, you know, uh, abdominal aortic aneurysms. I did a month of that. We did. I did a month of trauma surgery, which was like everything Ooh. that comes through the door. Uh, did plastic surgery as an intern. Um, so yeah, a lot of surgery over the years, wow. which was fun. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. good. But yeah, we started sort of like bigger things and then sort of narrowed down to the, the face and the eyes, and that's kind of where I've found my yeah. niche. A more delicate touch. I bet it's nicer than, than trauma and having to make all those decisions last minute. This is, when you're talking about the face, it's something that you you plan. It's very meticulous. And um, it's like following a, a, a recipe for a cake or something. It's, it's done exactly. I'm sure when you get in the surg- surgical center, though, there you things you get some curveballs here and there. Well, everybody's different. I mean, that's the biggest variation is the you know anatomy of one person versus another. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there can be pretty wide variations in anatomy, just even in terms of skin thickness and the bone structure of the face and the fatty pockets. But yeah, the face work is you know delicate and important. I mean, that's what I like. You know, I mean our our face, face and our facial appearance is important to all of us. Sure. And the anatomy and the surgical procedures that have evolved uh, to help improve the, you know, the cosmetics of the face are really sophisticated and nuanced, and uh, it's very interesting. And it stays interesting, you know. It's not like a mm-hmm. finite thing where you just do things the same way and nothing's changed in years. I mean, it literally changes every year as we develop new techniques and new technology. So, Well, we are going to be breaking down some of the, like you said or in just a few minutes ago, the, the five most important facial surgical procedures. But I want to go back to what you said at the beginning about all of the advances in your field that now allow you to do a complete facial rejuvenation in the span of four hours' time. So looking forward, and now that you, I know it's kind of hard, but uh, seeing the trends. So in the next 10 years, I mean, how are we going to shave that time down even more? I mean, what new technologies do you foresee uh, coming of age? Yeah, so uh, so just sort of looking backward, like um, laser resurfacing for skin rejuvenation. I mean, that was really like a breakthrough procedure. And that really was probably in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But the lasers um, were pretty aggressive lasers in the beginning. And there were a few few 
problems with that. Sometimes people would end up a little bit lighter skin color with those lasers. Um, mm-hmm. Healing took a long time. There was more redness. But the newer generation of lasers can give us you know, very similar results in terms of erasing sun-damaged skin, getting rid of sunspots and wrinkles but healing faster with less redness. So that's, you know, that's something prior to lasers, you know, we, you know, we were using chemical peels and chemical peels could work pretty well, but some of the aggressive peels would take longer to heal and had more problems with the lightening of the skin as well. Um, So going forward, um, you know, I see like one of the next big frontiers is tightening the skin uh, without surgery, you know, Mm. using heat energy to shrink up the skin, so to speak. And um, we use technologies like uh, face tight and body tight, which are radio frequency delivered through tiny probes under the skin, which can heat and shrink collagen and tighten up the skin. And we're seeing nice results in the face and body in terms of um, those technologies and tightening skin, reducing wrinkles and laxity. But they don't, uh, in the case of the lower face and neck, they're not good enough to replace a facelift at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, endoscopic brow lifting has been a breakthrough procedure, very small incisions hidden in the hairline to lift and reshape the brow. And that's a very, um, very effective procedure. And it's, you know, minimally invasive, uh, less downtime, better results, longer lasting results. Every part of that procedure is superior compared to old style open brow lifts. Um, and, you know, s- those types of procedures for the face and neck are coming. Uh, but generally with laxity of the face and neck, there's just too much loose skin in many cases to fix that without removing skin. And when you have to remove skin, then obviously you have to make some incisions to do that. Right. Okay. So I think the new frontier are just seeing, you know, better ways to tighten the skin, eliminate sun damage, to reposition tissues, to add volume back to the face. You know, fillers being another example of that. You know, prior to fillers, we didn't have easy ways to do that, certainly in the office. And now we have injectables that can do that. So I think we're going to see, you know, more and more things being done in office with minimal downtime. Um, and, uh, um, you know, the surgical procedures will become less invasive, less downtime, better results, quicker recoveries. Okay. Uh, before we take a break here, I think it's a good time to uh, press pause. We only have two more weeks about approximately left in the uh, Love Our Locals special. So let everyone know what that is one more time. Yeah, so every summer we do a special to kind of uh, recognize our locals, uh, all of us who stay here through the heat and humidity. (laughs) And, you know, we make it sound bad, but it's really a pleasant time of the year here. You know, you get the thunderstorms and... Lots of rain to replenish all the aquifers and the Less lakes. Less traffic. Less traffic. You can get into your favorite restaurant, mm-hmm. right? So our Love Our Locals this summer, um, and it runs to the end of August, so here we are coming down the home stretch now, um, is 20% off all med spa packages. So we do so many things in the med spa from hydrofacials to um, BBL for uh, reds and browns of the skin, cool sculpting for permanent fat reduction, laser hair removal, PRP for for hair preservation and growth. Um, Morpheus 8, which is a new micro needling with radio frequency to tighten the skin. So we have unlimited options of treatments and any of these treatments, most of these are done as a package because that's how they are most effective. They can all be um, grouped as a package. And when you do a package of three or more of any of those treatments, you get 20% off. Um, if you purchase that package uh, before the end of this month. And then you can use those treatments as it makes sense to use them based on your schedule throughout 
the fall or the rest of this year as needed. Yeah, that's great. That makes sense. It's a great uh, way to save some money. And as Dr. O'Flaherty said, get in on some of these services that you've heard us talking about for some time um, and and want to finally do it. Pull the trigger. And I love the fact that you don't have to do it all in the next couple of weeks. Right, <laughs> right, right. And we have an amazing staff of, of estheticians and nurse practitioners. Um, and uh, it's just I'm so proud of our group because they're really bright and capable. And all of them are growing in their careers and developing new skills and new capabilities. So if you call in and you're not really quite sure, um, the girls can kind of direct you toward the best person to meet to have a consultation. And really so much of this is about education. And in a consultation, you're going to learn about what options you have to help treat uh, your problem areas and um, and you know once you know all the information it's easy to choose a path that makes sense for you go to azulebeauty.com if you want more information we do have a new phone number for you to call it's 239-206-3160 dr patrick flaherty is the medical director of the azul cosmetic surgery and medical spas in southwest florida i'm gina birch you are listening to look and feel your best we will be right back with more Have you been considering fillers in your lips, cheeks, or face for a more youthful look? Then check out Azul Medical Spa in Cape Coral and take advantage of Filler Friday with Dr. Allison Yee. Buy more, save more on Filler Friday with Dr. Yee in the new Cape Coral office only. Buy one syringe, get 10% off. Buy two syringes, get 15% off. Buy three syringes, get 20% off. Filler Friday means savings to you. For instant results, call for your appointment now. Azul Medical Spa in Cape Coral, located in K-West Plaza near Chiquita. Call 239-206-3160 today. That's 239-206-3160. 206-3160. That's 206 206- 6 Hey, welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, sitting with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He does have four offices in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and the newest one in Cape Coral, which we'll talk a little bit more about later in the show and some of the specials and cool things that are going on there. Um, But this morning, we're talking about the five most important facial surgical procedures that you do. And um, surgery is your ball of wax. It's your passion. (laughs) And uh, thanks for giving us your history about how you got involved with all of that last segment. Yeah, it's fun, and especially in, with reference to my daughter Katie, um, because uh, you know, literally, I talk to her, um, you know, every week about what mm-hmm. she's doing this week. You yeah, know? and I, she's on OBJ now, so she just delivered her first baby. So oh she my was gosh! Very thrilled about. Oh, that. I bet. So, yeah, it was pretty. I bet pretty that's cool. super exciting to be there when you know the first time when you helped bring a new life into the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's it's fun to kind of, um, you know, my dad was a physician. So when I was in med school, we used to talk a lot about mm-hmm. what my experiences were and what I was learning. So it's fun to do that with my daughter yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very cool. So we'll see where that goes. But, uh, you know, the other topic for this, I said, is uh, things I can't live without or procedures that are essential to achieve maximum results. And you know, these are things, you know, we do every day here because in facial rejuvenation, these are sort of the problem areas that arise as we age. And, you know, we all we all see them. There's no avoiding them. Um, you know, it's really interesting, as we mentioned earlier, um, there can be a lot of differences uh, between, you know, one person and another just based on their, you know, their genetics, uh, their ethnicity, um, 
how they age, uh, which can partly be genetic and partly be environmental. Of course, us living down here in Florida yeah. uh, are exposed to a lot of sun, and if you're fair-skinned, you tend to, you know, that sh- tends to show up mm-hmm. on the face with sunspots and wrinkles and aging of the skin. So you know, there's a number of these factors, and so, but in general, we do see, you know, as the face ages, um, eyelids being probably the number one thing, and that's sort of where I sort of got my start in all this with, you know, ophthalmology and then oculoplastic surgery, um, doing a lot of eyelid surgery in the early years of my career. Um, And it's because eyelids, you know, eyelids are really unique and really special because uh, they're a very delicate structure. They're very important for the cosmetics of the face, you know, how we look. They're also very important for how we communicate with others. You know, we communicate a lot through our eyes. Um, and because it's such a delicate dynamic structure, you know, we blink 20 times a minute. The eyelids are very thin and delicate, but have multiple specialized layers, each of which has, you know, an important function. There's, uh, the loose skin that can move with opening and closing of your eyes. There's muscles that are responsible for not only closing the eye, but opening the eye. Um, there's the inner mucous membrane that's, uh, meant to protect the surface of the eye and the you know the globe and uh, so all of these very delicate little anatomic features contribute to this really kind of elegant structure of the eyelid that opens and closes and protects your eye Um, but as we age you know because of this delicate anatomy you start to see some of the aging changes like uh, extra skin on the lids you know the stretching of the lids the wrinkles Um, the crow's feet, the hooding or extra skin on the upper eyelid, the wrinkling of the lower lid. Um, You can start to see some of the fat pockets. You know, your whole eye, uh, the eye itself um, is supported, like suspended in a bony structure, which we call the orbit. And if you think about a skull, you know, the big holes where the eyes are, those are called the orbit, that orbital cavity. And it's suspended in there by ligaments, muscles, and then surrounded by fat, which is sort of the cushion Sort of like if you're packing something to ship it, the fat would be the the packing wrap. or the bubble wrap, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, but that those fat pads do spread out with time, and you can start to see them bulging. A lot of times in the inner part of the upper eyelid, you'll see a little bit of a bubble there, or certainly in the lower lid, you start to see some uh, protrusion of the lower lid, what people will call bags, which is really the fat pads protruding into the lower eyelid. And then, you know, you also lose some of the peripheral fat around the eye, which causes some hollowness or gauntness of the eye. So all of these aging changes um, start to make the eyes look a little bit tired or older and can contribute to not only the way we look, but some sometimes even interfere with vision if uh, the upper lid skin droops, you know, causes the lid to, to sag or droop down, or if you have weakening of the muscles where the lid just doesn't open enough. Um, That can actually affect peripheral vision, which can affect driving, reading in the evening. So um, there's a bunch of uh, things that can happen as we age. It can affect the eyelids. And, you know, there's a number of delicate procedures we do to help correct those those things. Right. So and then when when you come to the eyelids in and, and you might want to talk a little bit more about those specifics, but but I also want to tie in the endoscopic brow lift and how the heavy brows play into the eyes and then how you decide what you need to do <laughs> considering right. all of this. Yeah, right. You know, everything is linked to everything else in the face. So in an upper eyelid, for example, you'll see, 
you know, loose skin starting to accumulate, which can cause, you know, fullness, heaviness, extra wrinkles, extra folds. You know, women notice that because they have a hard time using makeup on the upper lid because the skin yeah. kind of makes it spread around. And the and mascara gets all dotted up on there. Right, and, right. Yeah. So trimming out a little bit of extra skin of the upper eyelid is probably, you know, the single most common cosmetic procedure on the face that's called upper lid blepharoplasty and that's because it'll trim out some of that extra skin and make your eye more bright eyed and open which is great um, but um, you may also have heaviness of the forehead or brow and if you do that certainly makes the eyelids look even heavier but the important part is if you trim out the extra eyelid skin then you're going to see oh wow there's still fullness there why is that well the brow is heavy so Right, so it wasn't that you had a bad surgery or it didn't work. It was just like you've got two things going on that, and you only addressed one. Exactly. Got it. Boy, you're good at this. Hey, but summarizing. You, you know, because it's funny. In the early years of doing eyelid surgery, you would do, you know, somebody would have a heavy eyelid and come in for a Medicare blepharoplasty, you know, get rid of the skin to make them see better, you know, and then um, they would come back and say, oh, geez, you know, this loose loose tissue is still here. Well, they're pointing at their eyebrow and it's like, yeah, that's your eyebrow. Well, how come that wasn't fixed? Well, you know, because first of yeah. all, you know, Medicare didn't pay for that yeah. part, right? <laughs> they just pay to help you see better. And um, second of all, you know, that's really, you know, a secondary issue, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. Uh, you know, nowadays in our practice, obviously, we discuss all these things because we, you know, really do a lot more cosmetic work. But, um, but but we still do, you know, functional eyelid work to help yeah. people see better because it's a common problem. And you want people to be happy when they leave. You right, want them right, to get right. what they paid for. Right. Exactly. So, you know, in an eyelid, you know, you know, sometimes, many times, it's fine just to remove the extra skin. You know, even if somebody has a heavy brow, it's okay to do an eyelid only, but they need to understand, okay, the brow is heavy and that won't be corrected unless we do a brow lift at the same time. And, uh, you know, that's just an important discussion to have up front because once they know, okay, here are, you know, here are, here's what's going on and here are my options, then it's, you know, their choice. They can do just uh, the eyelid part if that's all that bothers them, or they can do what you mentioned, the endoscopic brow lift. And endoscopic brow lifting, in my opinion, is one of the most important advances during my career in terms of facial rejuvenation because prior to the development of the endoscopic approach to brow lifting, we did everything with open brow lifts, which were large incisions hidden at or behind the hairline. Those were bigger operations because you're cutting, you know, a lot of tissue there. You're undermining um, or opening sort of the forehead, releasing all that tissue, Ugh. and then taking out sort of extra scalp yeah. that's created. And, you know, those yep. those worked pretty well, but yeah. um, but they were a bigger operation. And when, when you described it to patients, most of the time patients would say, no, thank no, you. Right? Peace out. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's not necessary, really. You know, the it's it's amazing. Um, with the endoscopic approach, we can now lift and shape the brow. It's, it's less invasive. You're just making a couple small little incisions in the hairline. You're not taking out any skin. We just release the forehead. We use the endoscope, which allows us to see the anatomy even better because we have magnification with the endoscope so we can release the forehead even better without even opening it up. And then once it's released, we can lift and reshape the brow uh, in the way that we want it to be shaped. So um, we use uh, what's called endotine, which is sort of internal fixation. That's one of the keys to the procedure. So with the endoscope, we can release uh, completely. We can lift the scalp. And then we use these endotines, which attach to the bone and attach to the scalp, and we'll hold the brow in the position we want to achieve the shape. And that's one of the key breakthroughs of that 
approach because um, the old style brow lifts really didn't have any fixation other than you were just taking out skin and tightening the skin and you know that could work fairly well for brow lifting but often that would fail over time because skin stretches um, but with the uh, with the uh, endotines now we can lift from the periosteum which is a much tougher layer that doesn't tend to stretch or loosen over time and that gives us much better fixation much better lift and a much longer lasting procedure so uh, you know it's sort of superior in every way minimally invasive much quicker less downtime less risk of, of numbness uh, uh, and uh, discomfort and uh, and more accurate results and longer lasting results yeah you know I love that idea that uh, I mean it just sounds so cool it's like wow why wasn't that didn't somebody think of that sooner and it was just like you said the advance in technology and better understanding of anatomy the more tools that are available and, and if somebody comes in for um, and you're having a pay for your eyes I mean that's going to cover the anesthesia that's going to cover all of that stuff right so why wouldn't you just spring for a little extra and get the brows the two if you need that if you need it right, right. And, that, and that's the key and you know um, I give a talk on this uh, this topic uh, uh, every year at one of our national meetings because it's such an important topic you know people will often come in complaining of heavy eyelids Sometimes it's it's actually just the brow. The eyelid looks heavy because when the brow is really heavy, then it makes your eyelid appear heavy. And so when you reposition the brow, you can see how much does that help the eyelid. In some cases, when we lift the brow, we don't even need to do the eyelid, yeah, even wow. though they came in to discuss eyelids, right? So uh, really understanding that anatomy is really important. And uh, there's what's called a brow fat pad, which is this thick fat pad that rests right under your eyebrow. And when that drops into the eyelid, it creates a lot of heaviness there. And the only way you're going to fix that is by lifting the forehead and getting that brow fat pad back up on the bone. And so um, looking and understanding that anatomy uh, and working with the patient to show them, okay, here's what a brow lift will do, and here's what an eyelid will do, and here's what they together they can both do is really important. And as I mentioned, sometimes a brow alone is enough. Sometimes doing just the eyelid is okay, and that will work. And sometimes you need to really do both to get the best result. And and I love that when you come in for for a consultation, you make it very easy to discern that. I mean, you just put your hands on their forehead and push it up, and it's like, oh. I see that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. know, it's not like, well, maybe I can visualize it. Like, no, I get it. I get it. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, <laughs> that that face to face with a mirror is key, and it just you know helps the patient see exactly what you can accomplish. And it you know ultimately it's up to them to say, yeah, I like that. That's what mm -hmm. I want to have done, or you know, you know, I would rather go in this direction. Uh, but they need to understand the consequences because if they have a heavy eyebrow and all you do is trim out a little bit of eyelid skin, you, you know, the eyebrow is going to be more obviously heavy afterwards. Mm -hmm. The eyelid skin may be less heavy, but the brow is going to be more droopy, um, and that's going to be more visible when you're done. So yeah. you just need to be aware of that. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. All right, this is a good time to take a break. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. He has four offices in southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. Azulbeauty.com, A-Z-U-L, is the website. Uh, we've got a new phone number. That's 239-206-3160. 206-3160. I'm Gina Birch. We will be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best. 
Summer is hot with savings at Azul Medical Spa with the Love Our Local special. Enjoy three or more treatments and save 20% off. Choose from Morpheus Aid Skin Tightening, Hydrofacials, Microneedling, Hero BBL, Cool Sculpting, Laser Hair Removal, and Evoke. Summer is the best time to save on med spa services to correct those problem areas, freeze fat, remove hair, and give your skin that youthful looking glow. Don't wait to book your appointment at any of our offices in Naples, Bonita Springs, Fort Myers, and Cape Coral. Call 239-206-3160. 239-206-3160-206-3160. That's 206-3160. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Burtz with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Uh, Dr. Patrick Flaherty, again, is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. A nice thriving practice that you have here. <laughs> and you do your surgery at St. Mark's? St. Mark's Surgical Center, right. yes. Yeah. We're talking about surgery today, and it's nice that you have your own surgical center right. uh, where you can really have hone in on get that staff just the way you want it and... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the surgical uh, the the surgical arena is the uh, most important part, and uh, having you know a great team of support people makes a big difference. And so that's that's kind right. of a key element here, you know, with the surgery and um, consistency too. So we, you know, my my surgical team is mainly you know full time employees, but obviously St. Mark's has a, a team of support people mm-hmm. that are there every day too. So it's the same people every day doing the same things, and that's important. It know? is. People want that confidence when they go in for. A, a procedure, any sure, procedure, sure, um, and especially if it's something that's going to improve the look of your face, because exactly. that's our our biggest asset for most right, of us, right? Or yeah, everyone. I'm just gonna say everyone. Um, so when we're talking about facial rejuvenation, you know, you mentioned the eyelids, and that's one of the things that brings people in the most. They notice their eyes are looking tired and old and um, and heavy. But the the other thing that's really common that people don't like is the way their neck ages. Their lower face and neck. Yeah, so that's um, another calling card a lot. You know, uh, eyelids, as we mentioned, you know, they tend to... The thing about eyelids is, um, you know, that tends to occur a little bit earlier than other Mm -hmm. areas of the face because the skin is very thin and you're blinking 20 times a minute and rubbing your eyes. And so... Allergies, contacts, all of that stuff. So sometimes even in your 30s and 40s, you start to see loose skin on the upper eyelid or crow's feet or wrinkles. And so... So that tends to be something people come in for uh, at an early age. Um, but um, you know, the next thing is often the neck, and people will start to see some looseness of the neck, uh, maybe some jowling of the jawline, you know, the, the ha- hanging of the soft tissue off the jawline, what we call jowls, uh, the jowl fat pad kind of hanging. Um, and that, that brings people in a lot too, because then they start saying, oh, geez, I'm looking like my mother or my <laughs> father, you know? And, um, and so lower face and neck rejuvenation is one of those, uh, one of those procedures that I really can't live without. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we can do endoscopic brows and upper and lower eyelids as we kind of referenced, but that would make the upper face look great. But then you're still dealing with, uh, you know, the lower face and neck the laxity there and you know there there is a concept and I've written a couple of books and uh, in the book we in the most recent book we have a chapter on well harmonious rejuvenation and that's an important concept in facial rejuvenation because if we do let's say an endoscopic brow lift and an upper lid blepharoplasty or upper and lower lids and the upper part of the face looks great but you have jowling and neck laxity then that doesn't quite fit Um, and you know you see this 
beautiful upper half of the face with this aged lower half of the face and uh, it diminishes from the result because you know they don't match Um, and we often use that analogy of redecorating a room and leaving an old chair that's the first thing you see when you walk into the room because it doesn't fit Um, and so um, lower face and neck lifting becomes a very important aspect to rejuvenate that lower half of the face and that it's often done at the same time as an endoscopic brow or eyelids, which is the upper half, so that the two uh, match up and right. uh, are harmonious. Um, and so um, these things we look at together, and when we do a consultation, obviously we look at everything on the face. We discuss everything um, and then develop a plan that makes sense. And nowadays we can address most of the aging changes, and we can do most of it in one setting, which really is powerful and a wonderful thing. Um, It wasn't that way in the very early part of my career where we just didn't do everything at once. But now we can because we have, you know, better understanding of anatomy, better anesthesia techniques, uh, better surgical techniques, you know, quicker surgical techniques such as endoscopic brow lifts versus open brow lifts uh, are much better. Um, So um, lower face and neck is a key part of that because Uh, whatever you do for the rest of the face, if they have jowling and laxity of the neck, then you're going to be somewhat limited in terms of the end result. So it makes sense to me to the upper lip laparoplasty where you put the incisions, right in the crease of the eyelids. It makes sense to me, uh, you know, the brow lift. You make those tiny, small incisions around the hairline. What sometimes I have a hard time understanding is how do you get rid of that skin in the neck? I mean, there's nowhere to hide any of that. It's just hanging or, you know, the jowls. How how do you do that? Yeah. So How do you work your magic? (laughs) So as we talked about, there are new technologies, you know, in lower face and neck, the types of uh, tools we employ. One might be liposuction. If there's extra fat, we can help get rid of some of the extra fat, which can improve the jawline and neckline. One is called face tight using radio frequency delivered through mic- uh, a small probe that slides under the skin that heats the tissue and tightens up the skin. And we use that a lot in the anterior neck under the chin. But at the end of the day, if you have a lot of laxity of the skin, then we have to, we have to lift and tighten the skin as well. So what we typically do is these hidden incisions which go inside the ear so there's no line in front of the ear and on the back surface of the ear and then into the edges of the hairline so it's um, kind of hidden in the edges of the hairline on the inside of the ear and on the back surface of the ear then by hiding those incisions you you know you never see those they're not obvious you can't see them Um, but with that we can release the skin of the lower face and neck that allows us to tighten the deeper layers of the face and that's sort of the key to a to a good um, uh, lower face and neck lift, not only in terms of giving you the best result, but the longest rest, lasting result and doing it in a natural way. We want to tighten at the deeper layers. There's some deeper layers of the face that are important suspensory layers. It's called the SMAS. It's the superficial musculoapineurotic system. And it's a combination of a muscle and fibrous bands that start at, you know, on your clavicle, actually, and go all the way up into the uh, the lower and mid face region. And that layer we can tighten f- with a variety of techniques and using some deeper suturing, we can get uh, a lifting of the jowls and neck. And so that's where the work is done. And that's one of the keys to the improvement in this technique over the years is we're tightening at the deeper layers where you can put a fair amount of tension to lift and shape the face. And then you're removing extra skin. You've kind of created extra skin, but you can trim the skin out without creating a lot of tension. And um, 
You know, early facelifts were a lot of skin tightening, and skin tightening is limited because the skin itself stretches. Mm. Um, and so, you know, people could look over tight at first, and then it could stretch and loosen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the key is doing, you know, the shaping at the deeper levels and then just trimming out the extra skin that's been created. And as long as these incisions are um, well designed and hidden in the natural creases and hidden in the edges of the hair, you can do that in a way that nobody can tell you've had any surgery, but you get this nice rejuvenation. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. And you have, I, I don't think you mentioned face tight yet, which is another uh, thing that you use in, in surgery. It doesn't actually uh, result in removal of skin, right. but you do have to puncture the skin. Right. So face tight is the radio frequency. It, it, it basically is a small little probe that slides under the skin and it can go through a tiny little puncture. You can use an 18-gauge needle and make a puncture and slide the probe under the skin. And there are cases where we can do um, just face tight of the neck, a lower face and neck, and tighten the skin and get enough tightening that it improves the jawline and neckline. Um, There are cases where there's too much laxity and face tight alone won't give us the result we want, and and in those cases we have to do some lifting of the tissue um, or some skin removal. But in either case, the face tight is helpful because it does allow us to further tighten, intrinsically tighten the skin and uh, improve the shape and contour and improve the longevity of the result as well. And is face tight ever done in in your um, office? Or? It is. Okay. A face tight can be done in the office because it's minimally invasive. So if we're just doing a face tight to either tighten up the anterior neck or tighten the whole lower face and neck, we can do that in the office. We just use a little bit of local anesthetic to numb up that tiny area where we do the little puncture. Um, uh, with face tight by itself, you don't even need stitches. You just make a puncture with a needle that heals on its own. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll do face tight and liposuction at the same time because liposuction is a more effective way to reduce unwanted fat. And so if somebody has some fullness in the neck and we tend to accumulate a little bit of fat in our neck with age, we can remove some of that extra fat with the liposuction, then use face tight to tighten up the skin. And that's a great one-two punch. And then we do a little wrapping of the lower face and neck overnight. Keep a little chin strap on there for about a week, something you know people will wear to kind of keep it tight and prevent it from swelling. And you can get a nice tightening of the jawline and neckline provided there's not too much laxity of the skin right. so that's the so key. that's the judgment call right and we uh we you know talk about that when we you know do the evaluation sure yeah. so i'm thinking with that it might be nice for somebody who's already had a facelift but they're starting to see some signs of aging again i mean could it work for that too? It can be. Um, the best candidates for this uh, combination of face tight with lipo, uh, this sort of minimally invasive rejuvenation of the lower face and neck, is somebody that's younger with good skin who may have fullness of the neck. Um, you know, lipo alone worked very, very well for those types of patients. This makes it even better. Mm. Um, so, uh, but as we age and we start to get more laxity of the skin, then you become less and less of a good candidate for that because face tight just doesn't shrink the skin as much as we'd like if there's you know moderate laxity so again it's a judgment call we can determine that based on the examination Uh, but post-surgery there are some other most of the time as people age if they've had a face and neck lift you know they have an improvement of the jawline neckline they've gotten rid of a lot of the laxity what they tend to see is more aging of the skin the wrinkling of the skin Mm. that comes from aging photo aging and other 
other you know, genetic aging of the skin. Um, and so in most cases, we're uh, directing our, our, our approach to improving the quality of the skin. We have a number of procedures that do that, like uh, halo laser for improving texture, Morpheus 8 for tightening. And those are in-office uh, kind of minimally invasive procedures with very limited downtime. Uh, which work well and fit well into people's schedules. All right. We're going to talk some more about some lasers coming up uh, next mm, segment. Yes. <laughs> but let's go ahead and hit that. Love our local special one more time because we only have about two more weeks right. left in the month. Yeah, two more weeks. So our Love Our Local special ends the end of August, and it's 20% off all spa packages. So pretty much everything we talk about here can be done as a package of three or more treatments. Uh, typically hydrofacial, which is a g- exfoliating and deep cleansing facial that works amazing well as our, our most popular facial. PRP for hair restoration, helping to keep those follicles healthy and alive and maintain your healthy head of hair. Uh, Morpheus 8, as we mentioned, for skin tightening. Uh, BBL and Hero, which is a fantastic treatment, which I do about twice a year to help get rid of the reds and browns. Great for rosacea, sun-damaged skin, and no downtime with that. And Cool Sculpting, which is non-invasive fat reduction. It's really body contouring done right in the office with no downtime and completely non-invasive. And that's permanent fat reduction. So abdomen, flanks, um, inner thighs, outer thighs, under the chin, bra fat, back fat, wherever you can pinch it, we can reduce it permanently (laughs) with cool sculpting. And of course, uh, laser hair removal, skin pen, and the other procedures we do here in the spa. All right. You can find more out about all of those procedures by going to azulebeauty.com. Even better, call to make an appointment for a consultation. We have a special number for you. It's 239-206-3160. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. His offices are in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. Oh, and can't forget Cape Coral. Cape Coral as well, yeah. (laughs) I'm Gina Birch. We'll take a quick break here and be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Flaherty and the Azul team announced the opening of their Cape Coral office. Services offered include medical spa treatments with Botox and fillers, hydrofacial MD skincare and cool sculpting, PRP for hair restoration for men and women. Azul also offers surgical consultations, eyelid lifts, which may be covered by insurance, brow lifts, face and neck lifts. Azul Medical Spa has arrived in Cape Coral, located in the K-West Plaza near Chiquita. Call 239-206-3160. That's 239-206-3160. Hey, welcome back to Looking Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. Uh, his newest office is in Cape Coral. And before we leave, I'd like for you to talk about um, what your specials are on Friday. Well, since I brought it up, why don't you just go ahead and do it now? <laughs> so, yeah, with Dr. Yi, who's our, our newest uh, cosmetic surgeon, when I say new, she's not new to the area. She's been in the area for over 12 years, but she is new with our practice. Um, and she's somebody I've known for many years and was delighted uh, when we were able to get her to come over and join us here at Azul. And she's going to be, uh, well, she already is. She's doing wonderful things. She's an amazing uh, surgeon and uh, really good um, 
has a really good feel for aesthetics. Uh, but she is in Cape Coral on Fridays, and we do Filler Fridays with Dr. Yi in Cape Coral where we offer discounts on injectables for uh, one cc of filler it's 10 percent off for two cc's it's 15 percent and for three or more cc's it's 20 percent off and uh, that's a really really great deal yeah it is our cape core office is relatively new we've been open there i guess maybe almost 10 months now so right. but not quite a year but um but uh Dr. Yi has been with us now for about six months, and um, she is there on Fridays doing a lot of injectables. So if you're interested in injectables, Friday tends to be a really good day. Um, you can give us a call. We can work in with Dr. Yi. And right. She does cosmetic consults as well, and she does facial rejuvenation, and she does um, body liposuction, a really unique procedure, which we've had her on the show to talk about body liposuction under local anesthetic in the office. So you can do um, you know small areas of liposuction section in the office without you know without anesthesia which a lot of people are very attracted to because yeah. they don't want the idea of yep. doing the sedation and I the get anesthesia it. Mm-hmm. so it's a very effective uh, technique and she's staying really busy with that as well all right well you can find out more about what dr Yi does and dr flaherty and the whole gang here at azulbeauty.com let's uh, get back to our topic of discussion our main topic and that is um, surgical procedures and the five most important procedures that you do day in, day out, almost every time you're um, in the surgical center right. working on someone. So we started at the, the top with the uh, brows and the right, eyelids. Right. Yeah, we t- talked about things that were, well, I guess eyelid surgery obviously has been around a long time, upper and lower lid blepharoplasty. We talked about endoscopic brow lifting and the importance of that. And to me, that's been a great advance because it's very quick. It's very small incision, very accurate, long lasting. It's really uh, made brow lifting much more appealing to patients and much more effective procedure. We talked about lower face and neck lifting to help with the jowling and neck laxity. And uh, in a sense, those are sort of traditional things, you know, lifting the brow, uh, rejuvenating the eyes, lifting the face and neck. The you know last two topics uh, are uh, fat augmentation and laser resurfacing, and these are sort of um, the new, cherry on top. Yeah, <laughs> kind of new age new age procedures. Uh, right. Fat augmentation really speaks to as we age, we lose volume from our face, and that's uh, that's a probably one of the most important aspects of aging mm-hmm. is volume loss. Not only the fat pockets disappear, mm-hmm. but the bones resorb. Um, and even the muscle shrink. And so we end up becoming gaunt or hollow. And you can see that in a face as it ages. It you know looks, you know, a grandmother versus a granddaughter. Uh, the granddaughter has this nice full plump face and the grandmother may have, you know, kind of this hollow wrinkled face. And a lot of that is volume loss. And so um, restoring that volume is something we really haven't, you know, traditionally didn't do a lot of uh, 20 years ago or more. But it's becoming more and more mainstream now. We take fat from wherever you have extra, and let's face it, we all have extra, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Abdomen, flanks, inner thighs. We, I don't want to um, face it, but thanks. <laughs> right, right. So we just harvest fat from where you have extra fat. We spin it down in a centrifuge to concentrate it, and we use that fat to re- restore the volume in the face, and that can be extremely effective at helping people look younger and healthier. So 
If we look at an aged face, you'll see dark circles under the eyes, you'll see flatness of the cheeks, you'll see hollow temples, you'll see wrinkles around the mouth, you'll see thinning of the jawline. And if we do a fat augmentation where we take fat, let's say from the abdomen, just with gentle liposuction, we spin it down in a centrifuge and we use that fat to restore the volume of the face, we can give you, you know, fill in the temples, lift the brows, fill in the dark circles, you know, augment the cheeks where the cheeks are higher and fuller, improve the jawline. And the beauty of fat is that it's your own natural living tissue. Um, and the biggest advances, you know, when fat first was being done, it was highly criticized for not lasting. And with without good technique, you know, you can transfer the fat cells, but some of them will die and disappear. So only the ones that actually get a blood supply and and live in the face will give you a long-term result. And not all of them will survive, you know, even in uh, the best of circumstances, you know, you may have 50 or 70%. But, um, but you know, in the beginning uh, with you know, not understanding the importance of how we handle the fat and how we implant the fat and at what level you implant it and all the nuances of the technique, um, you know, the survival rate was very unpredictable, but it's become a lot more predictable now. And it's a very important way to restore volume to the face. Now you could say, okay, well, I can do fillers. And, and that's true. You can do fillers. But when we do fillers for the face, we might be doing uh, two cc's or four cc's to like take care of a dark circle or lift the cheek. When we were doing fat, we were doing 50 cc's because we're restoring volume everywhere in the face. And even if only 50% of that survives, that's still 25 cc's mm -hmm. which is you know if you look at the cost of 25 cc's of filler that is a huge number um, fat augmentation not only is more natural because it's your own natural tissue it's living tissue that's going to last many years and it's very cost effective relative to fillers because you know we can harvest it and transplant it in all at one time in a minimally invasive procedure and get great longevity out of the survival of that fat. So so this fat can be put pretty much everywhere, your cheeks, your lips, but not under your eyes. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, no, it can be put under the it eyes can? too. Okay. It just has to be done in a very delicate way, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously we're as... as Ophthalmologists, uh, you know, and eye plastic surgeons, this is something we see uh, and deal with a lot. So it has to be done in a very delicate way. Like any delicate procedure, there's a lot of nuance to it. But mm -hmm. um, fat, um, really, if you look at a face and how it ages, you know, everything loses volume. So typically we'll do um, the entire face, the, you know, the brows, the temples, the lower lids, the cheeks, the jawline, the lips. You know the entire face and you're really layering small little parcels of fat and 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 building it up a little bit at a time so you think of it as almost like this you know if you think of these fat pads being these overlapping robust fat pads that are thick and filling in the tissue between the skin and the bone and you think about that fat disappearing and everything becoming sort of uh, thinned out it's like adding a cushion in there so you're replacing some of that fat adding like a, a cushion into that whole area almost like uh singing like a blanket you know or restuffing a, a pillow or, or a chair a pillow. Yeah. yeah so it's done um, a very sort of thin layer of fat but throughout the whole face and the additive effect gives you this sort of softness and rounding and plumping of the tissue you know we can lift and tighten the face and that makes you look better improves you know your 
brow, jawline, neckline. But when you restore the volume, it gives you a very natural uh, rejuvenation that makes you look healthier and younger just mm. by virtue of the three-dimensional shaping, you know, okay. the, the added volume. So that is a very important procedure uh, for rejuvenation. And again, one of the things, uh, five most important facial surgical procedures. And fat augmentation is, you know, a huge and growing field and is being used for rejuvenation in other parts of the body, of course, like breast au- augmentation, you know, using free fat for that or mm-hmm. breast reconstructive surgery as well. So okay. you'll see that field continuing to grow. And the last topic is uh, facial resurfacing. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, that's a technology that continues to evolve and improve. And here in Florida, you know, we have a lot of sun damage. So patients will come in and they'll have some some sun damaged skin, some sunspots, some fine lines and wrinkles. We now have laser systems that can go from a very gentle resurfacing just to take off that very surface layer to get rid of the sunspots and those fine lines to, you know, more aggressive for deeper lines and wrinkles. And we can adjust the energy of the laser to deliver the amount of energy we need to get the result we're looking for. So the beauty of that is you can do very superficial peels that'll get rid of fine lines, wrinkles, and sunspots, but can heal in five days to a more aggressive peel that might take more like seven days to heal, but gives you a significant reduction in wrinkles. Um, And uh, it's a much more adjustable procedure, which allows people to heal heal much faster, less redness, quicker quicker healing, less downtime. And since you brought up the healing uh, faster, element to this um i always like to point out when you do use that fat augmentation uh, there's something about when you spin that down that really has some healing benefits that speeds the process right so we see that with the fat augmentation when you spin fat down it concentrates the growth factors in stem cells and by um by uh, those stem cells and growth factors, once they're implanted into the face, will stimulate rejuvenation of all the surrounding tissues. So, you know, early on when we were doing fat augmentation and laser resurfacing, I was like, why are these people healing so fast? Mm. And then it dawned on me, oh, it's the stem cells and the growth factors, and that's what it is. Um, It just helps you heal quicker. Yeah. And it's the reason people do PRP as well, which is taking your own blood sample and spinning it down and injecting that into the tissue for example, for hair to restore the healthy follicles and, and help preserve your hair, we, we do that. Dr. Badi is our specialist in the hair hair restoration uh, area of Azul and does these PRP injections uh, every day to help keep people's hair healthy. And that's the same thing. You're concentrating those growth factors and getting the benefit of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you can do that. While so much technology, as you said when we started the show, of, of how this field has evolved, allowing you to do Literally everything we've talked about in the show in in one surgical, well, several surgical procedures in one event. Yeah, one event. Yeah, I've done all that one time. It's still funny when I do consults and we talk about, you know, two, three, four things that we can do to help them. And they were like, okay, so... Yeah, I have How to many do, times do I have to come yeah, back? Yeah, do I have to do these one at a time? And it's like, no, no. And most people are really surprised about that. Mm-hmm. They're like, really? I can do this all at once? It's like, yeah, we can well, do it all at once. It makes sense. You pay for one um, a surgical room you right, know and all right. the people you've got to pay f- for that and you have one most importantly to me is just that one downtime exactly because yeah. everything's going to heal together and exactly one surgery one recovery and you're done and it saves you time and it does save you money as you mm-hmm. mentioned because when you're doing cosmetic procedures you know you have to pay for you know 
the anesthesia and the facility. And if you can do five things when you're there rather than just one, then you're going to get some economies of scale and efficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, there you have it. If you want to know anything more or get more information, maybe see some before and after pictures of everything that we've talked about when it comes to facial surgical rejuvenation. Go to azulbeauty.com. Got all kinds of great information on there. Links to other shows and your book. And, mm-hmm. um, and you can find that phone number. I think it's on the website, but I'm going to give it to you now because it's a, a separate one for our show. 239-206-3160. 206-3160. Set up a consultation and find out how which of these procedures could help you look younger. Exactly. All right. And we're already finished with the show. How does it go so fast? I don't know. It really did fly fast today. (laughs) But you know what? We'll be back to, uh, not tomorrow. (laughs) No, we won't. The new Sunday edition? We're going to take tomorrow off. (laughs) Of look and feel your best. Stay in bed a little, put our feet up, have an extra cup of coffee (laughs) so we can be fresh for the week. So Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director for the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch, and we will be back next week. Next week. Sounds good. (laughs) You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Have a great weekend.